Good morning, and we welcome once again to the program Congressman Greg Pence, who represents Indiana's 6th Congressional District on Capitol Hill. Good morning to you, Congressman, and how are you doing on this glorious Monday? Morning, Tom. I'm doing fabulous. I'm here in Indiana. You know, I, I, I've been, I just did a six-week run out in D.C., you know, during the week. Some, like last week was for five full days. Normally, it's like a Monday to Thursday or a Tuesday to Friday, but last week we capped off six straight weeks with uh, a five-day week. and So it's good to be home uh, for the next couple of weeks. All right. And uh, speaking of the, uh, the last few weeks, can you kind of give us a rundown of uh, what you've been involved with on Capitol Hill? Yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, people are – we're open back up. Let me say that again for the listeners. If you want to come out to D.C., we're open back up. We can give you tours. Uh, uh, you can go into the Capitol building now. You have to. We we would take you on a tour, and, and if I'm out there, I'll, I'll go with you too. Uh, you can come into our offices. So so that's good. Uh, real excited about that. What some of the things that we passed or. Uh, we voted for or against. We had 28 what's called suspensions, Tom. Those are kind of pretty simple in most cases, bills like naming a post office or something like that. So th- there was that. We had a contempt uh, vote uh, against Navarro and Scavino. They were Trump uh, folks. That passed in the House. I, I personally did not support that, but that passed in the House. Won't go to the Senate. Uh, you know, that's just a House resolution. Uh, it has to do with the January 6th uh, hearing. We had a restaurant relief bill that I voted against. That was at the very end of last week. Um, there's still plenty of, as we've talked about before, there's plenty of COVID money out there. Still about a trillion dollars left in what we passed about 11 months ago. I didn't think we needed to add more to that. And the sad thing is that that last one last year, actually, uh, it didn't really get to a whole lot of restaurants, uh, particularly in rural America. It kind of helped bail out restaurants in the big cities that they kept closed. We passed the Marijuana More Act uh, so that um, the federal government would allow uh, marijuana. Uh, I voted against that. Um you know, Indiana has not passed that. I don't want federal government telling us what to do. And then there were a number of uh, Ukraine sanctions and condemnations and, uh, you know, additional military funding, which I think is very important that we, you know, keep sending uh, a signal to the U- Ukrainian people that were behind them and, you know, let Russia know, no, nah, you're, uh, you're not just going to walk in a country and do what you want. So we'll keep doing that, I guarantee you. So, but other than that, uh, again, I'm people come out, folks. We're open. The Capitol building's open again. Thank God. I I thought it should have been opened a couple of years ago, but you know that's uh, we finally got that done. And uh, you mentioned the uh, the Ukrainian uh, situation. Uh, have you had any uh, opportunities or anything uh, sit in on a uh, like, for example, a video chat? I know. Um, uh, President Zelensky is very uh, big on uh, doing video chats, obviously, because he's uh, running, trying to uh, defend his country. But uh, have you had any opportunity to uh, sit on, uh, sit in on anything like that with him or anybody or one of the high-ranking uh, Ukrainian officials? 
Well, we have we have had briefings. Uh, we have uh, uh, actually um, my uh, Republican leader went to Poland today. We had some other folks <coughs> that have gone out to uh, Poland and they came back and reported. Zelensky did give us a couple of weeks ago a briefing, but uh, surprisingly, it was also broadcast on national TV. So I, I haven't had any uh, uh private information or Congress hasn't been, you know, we'll say secretly briefed by him. That 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 was on all the, the news channels. You know, I, I think what you see on the news is a fact. I think you've got uh, it's very, very difficult, Tom, uh, for anyone to really get a handle on what's actually going on there. Uh, certainly it's a war. Uh, certainly, the battle is being fought uh, both on the ground as well as uh, trying to win the hearts and minds of folks. So there's, uh, you know, sometimes the, the information is is spun, uh, you know, appropriately one way or the other. So you just don't know. We just we know, you know, we know for sure what Russia's doing, and there it is a war. Uh, you know, so I, I would say to the listeners. Uh, when when you hear about the atrocities and things that are going on there, uh, they are fighting each other, and they need to stop doing that. And that's why we keep putting sanctions on Russia. The only way to stop this is get Russia to stop. You know, I liken it to it would be like Indiana taking on uh, the United States Army, Marine Corps, and Navy. You know, it's it's just a totally unbalanced. Uh, forces fighting each other. And so it's not going to end well unless we keep doing the things we're doing to Russia. So that that's probably the, the stuff that I hear about how we can do the most, Tom. So, you know, we increase the sanctions, particularly on the oil side. No one can buy Russian oil anymore. No U.S. company or the U.S. government or U.S any U.S. entity. A lot of Russian oil was going to New England, and there's some there's some pretty practical reasons why New England, you know, Boston area, was buying Russian oil, kind of a direct shot. There are no pipelines up there like there are in most of the, most of the country. So those sanctions are going to get right into the pocketbook. Russia is an oil economy, period. Uh, so putting additional sanctions like we did last week on, on – who can buy their oil, uh, will put a little more of a squeeze on them. All right. And then with that, uh, we're going to uh, talk more about oil, but on the domestic front. And that's going to take place after our time out here as we continue our conversation with Congressman Greg Pence right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our every other week visit with Congressman Greg Pence, who represents Indiana's 6th Congressional District on Capitol Hill. And, uh, of course, in the previous segment, we were talking about Russian oil. But uh, domestically, 
Uh, you've called out uh, some of your friends on the other side of the aisle for uh, for their thoughts and uh, their actions on American energy independence. Well, I did, Tom. And, uh, you know, let me put the context for the listeners uh, on, on what I did. Uh, we had all of the uh, CEOs of the oil companies come in. We had BP, Marathon, uh, um, Exxon, uh, Shell, I'm sorry, we didn't have Marathon, and, and a number of other companies that testified uh, under under oath, which is unusual. But uh, in the hearing, we uh, they they had to swear before they began their testimony. But, Tom, oil is the lifeblood of our economy. Everything that we touch or use has has been affected by oil in one way or another. And when I say oil, I'm talking about natural gas that we cook and light our, our, our places with and, and heat our homes with, to oil, lubricants that run factories, you know, keep the machines running, to gasoline and, of course, diesel and, and, and on and on and on. Uh, and one of the things in this hearing that I took exception with is inflation has been happening for over a year. Let's not pretend that it's because of the Ukraine war. And let's not do what happened in that hearing and try to blame the oil companies for raising their prices. When you, were, when you shut down domestic energy production, which has happened in the last year, it's not the oil company's fault that there's not enough oil when we have a major disruption in the economy or in world markets. And they were talking about price gouging and kept asking the oil company executives, you know, don't you think it's a shame that you're price gouging? And the oil company said, well, we, we don't have any gas stations. You know, we, we just have dealers and suppliers and we sell. And the cost of oil is based on supply and demand, mainly uh, influenced by world markets. And but they kept but folks kept saying, well, you're price gouging, you're price gouging. You need to do something about it. And and I said in the hearing, Tom, you know, folks. I guess if we're going to blame inflation on the oil companies and their price gouging, I guess the next folks are going to be manufacturers. And I guess then we're going to start saying that the hospitals and doctors and everybody are price gouging. And then ultimately, and we know this, talk to your friends, farmers. And I said, watch out, America, because at this rate, everybody's going to get blamed for price gouging. And we know what's going to happen uh, to food prices. Talk to your talk to your neighbors out there. The inputs, whether it's phosphorus, nitrogen, uh, diesel fuel, labor, parts. You know, I, I spend a lot of time talking to uh, folks in the ag industry, and inflation is coming into our food prices. What we're eating now was was harvested and and, and distributed a year ago, or I should say, from last fall. Uh, as the farmers get out in the field, prices are prices are already up, and prices are going to go up when we, when it gets to the shelf. So, so I, I kind of took on my peers, and you know, you can't fix problem if you don't identify it. Try to blame somebody else because their price gouging is not going to change the fact that supply and demand is 
uh, uh, those economic drivers are not uh, have nothing to do with price gouging. And do you feel like uh, perhaps it's a, a case of them uh, maybe not having an understanding of uh, the basic economics, or is it a case of maybe uh, trying to push a narrative here? I think both. Uh, as I said, I sat in the whole hearing. I think we went from about 10.30 in the morning till uh, 3.30 in the afternoon. So that's, that's a pretty long hearing. And I know some of my peers, oh, even on our side, don't. I have a very sophisticated understanding and knowledge of the petroleum industry. You know, my, I, I work for Circle K. I work for Marathon Oil. I work for BP. I look, work for a local company here in Indiana. I sat on a number of oil company uh, customer boards over the years. So, so I'm, I'm a little skewed in my understanding, and I pick up very quickly when people don't understand what they're talking about. Uh, I think some people have been convinced. Uh, going to the other part of your question that this would be a good narrative uh, but I would say um, at the you the listeners didn't hear a lot about that hearing because their attempts to attack the oil companies fell fell pretty flat because we all know we all know gas has been going up for a long time and we know why and uh, you know people are a lot more concerned about inflation uh, how it affects them and gasoline and food gets right into all of our pockets. All right. And then uh, moving on to another thing that uh, you wor- you've been working on uh, legislation preventing the uh, administration from unilaterally uh, removing the uh, foreign terrorist organization designation. Can you uh, kind of uh, walk us through that? Yeah, uh, Tom, thanks. So um, one of the things that had, as we have this inflation, the administration has been talking to Iran about lifting sanctions. And one of the negotiating uh, things is they would lift sanctions on Hamas. Well, the way our government is structured, the president can impose sanctions, but then, then the House, of representatives needs to ratify. So Congress needs to ratify that uh, uh, when someone ha- when we uh, put sanctions on entities or governments. But if the if the White House or the administration wants to take off a sanction, there isn't such a mechanism. And so when I heard the rumor of the administration may lift sanctions on Hamas. And for the listeners, Hamas, is, they're the people that have been killing us all over the world and here in the United States. You know, and it's real personal to me, Tom. I was in Beirut, Lebanon, and the 280 servicemen that got killed got killed by Hamas. And the Hamas terrorist organization uh, um, should never, ever be considered to be taken off of the terrorist list. So I went to the chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee. And I said, hey, would you mind if I introduce a bill that requires uh, that the uh, Congress uh, be involved in any lifting of sanctions on, on terrorist organizations? And he said, wow, I, I'd love to do that. So it's, it's a real personal thing. I'm not on foreign affairs anymore, but, you know, I, I, the, the war on terrorism uh, began a long time ago, and there's no reason to, to, to take our foot off the gas on that one. And then uh, shifting to the uh, the more uh, pleasant uh, bit of the uh, 
part of your job uh, going around the district, and uh, you've had some uh, recent visits around the area. Well, Tom, I, I have, and, I, and I'm going to do this for the next couple of weeks. Today I get to go uh, to Triton Central uh, Middle School and, and be with a bunch of high school or middle school students, and that's fun as heck. Uh, we're going to meet with some uh, Chamber of Commerces today, and then we're up in Fayette County tomorrow, uh, Columbus, actually, uh, the day after. And then we're getting out. You know, I'd like to remind everybody, I'm, I'm going to be the congressman in the old 6th District till January, so all next week and in the latter part of this week. Of course, we've got Easter coming up, uh, so we'll, we'll take some time off with family and, and uh, worship. Uh, but next week hard, we're going to get out in the district and visit as many people as we can <clears throat> every day. That's the fun part of the job. So when I go back to D.C., I'll know <clears throat> what's important to the uh, constituents here. Yeah, that's that's always the key thing, and uh, getting to know uh, what uh, what's on their mind and taking it back and acting accordingly on it. So again, uh, the uh, contact again, uh, pence.house.gov uh, per usual. And uh, yes. all right, well, Congressman Greg Pence, we sure appreciate your time this morning as always, and uh, safe travels to you as you uh, go around the district and eventually heading back to uh, Washington. Okay, thanks, Tom. Have a great day.